Well, praise the Lord, everyone. So good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight for Bible study. We are excited about what God is doing. What a beautiful day it has been. Amen. Praise God. The weather is changing. The lights are shining bright outside. The rays of sun is coming. The birds are chirping. Amen. New life is being born in, into the kingdom of God. People are being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Many things are exciting and is happening in the land. Praise God. And we want to start tonight, amen, praying, amen, giving God thanks again for this glorious day and for what he is doing, amen, uh, throughout our nation, amen. And we want to praise him for all the healings that are taking place and the things that God is doing on our behalf. Father, we come to you again tonight. Oh, Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised, and we thank you, Lord God, for your healing touch tonight. We're thankful, God, that everything that we have need of, we find in you again tonight, Jesus. Uh, Lord, you are so worthy of our praise. You are so worthy of our glory and honor, oh God. Lord, there is never enough praise and worship that can be given unto you, oh God. For you alone are worthy, O God, to be received praise tonight, Lord. With our voices tonight, Lord, we praise and magnify your glorious name. Thine is the kingdom and the glory, O Lord Jesus. We are thankful, O God, that you have touched those that needed a touch today, O God. We're thankful that you're opening doors, O God. We're thankful, O God, that the sun was shining beautiful today. We're thankful for the cool wind that blew in our faces today, God. We thank you for, again, today that we had a roof over our head and clothes upon our backs. And we're thankful again today, Lord God, that we had food to eat. Uh, We are thankful again today, Lord, that you have provided over a fresh and a new, Lord. Uh, We're thankful, Lord, for another opportunity that we had to search your word today. We are thankful for your people today, Lord God. We're thankful for the church today. We're thankful, Lord God, for what you're doing around the globe, O Lord. We know that all things do work together for good to them that love you, O God. Lord, you are our shepherd, and we shall not want. You make us to lie in green pastures. You lead us beside the still waters. You restore our souls, O God. You lead us in the paths of righteousness, For your name's sake, God, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadows of death, Father, we will fear no evil, for thou art with us. Uh, Thy rod and thy step, they comfort us. You prepare a table before us, uh, and the presence of my enemies, O God, you anoint my head with oil. Uh, My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, uh, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God, you are my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You are the strength of my life, and whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, uh, come upon me to eat up my flesh? They stumble and they fall. Uh, though a host should encamp against me, in this I will not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this I will be confident. Uh, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in your temple, O God, for in the time of trouble, you will hide me in your pavilion, in the secret of your tabernacle, you will hide me. You said you will set me on a rock, and my head will be high about my enemies round about me. Therefore, when I offer in your tabernacle, Father, the sacrifices of joy, I will sing. 
sing. Yes, I will sing praises uh, unto my God. For you alone are the mighty God. You are the everlasting Father. You are the Prince of Peace. You are the resurrecting power, O oh God. Uh, you are that quickening spirit, Lord. Uh, I know, God, if you speak the word, O oh God, uh, whatever you say, God, will come to pass. Uh, and I trust you, Lord, tonight. And I believe you tonight. Uh, and I cling to your word, O oh God. Uh, and I know, Lord, there's nothing impossible for you to do. Because uh, your word tells me that you're able to do exceeding uh, abundantly above all I could ever ask or think uh, according to the power that worketh in me, O oh God. Uh, you have told me, Lord, that you will never leave me, uh, nor will you ever forsake me. And I stand on your promise tonight, Lord. Uh, your word tells me, God, that you was wounded for my transgressions. Uh, you were bruised for mine iniquities. Uh, and the chastisement of my peace is upon you. Uh, and with your stripes we are healed. Uh, and I claim healing tonight, God. And I stand on the promise of healing tonight. Uh, that you will meet the needs of your children tonight, Lord. Uh, I know there's nothing impossible. Oh, God, you are able, Jesus. You are able, Lord God. Oh, I worship you, God. Your word tells me that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous can run into it and be safe. I know that safety is of the Lord, God. And in your presence, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore, God. And I thank you tonight, Jesus. I thank you tonight, Lord. I pray for our president. I pray for his cabinet. I pray for our nation, oh God. I pray for everyone that's in leadership and in authority, God, that they would, God, be in united effort for our nation during this time of crisis, that you would touch their hearts, oh God, whatever it takes, oh God, to bring them in one mind and one accord, oh God. Let your perfect will be done, oh God. I pray that you go into every hospital ward tonight. Uh, let your wholeness flow, oh God, in every nursing home, uh, oh God, in every mental ward, wherever the need is tonight, God, inside of every home. Uh, I pray that you would touch, Lord God. Be with the bereaved tonight, oh God. Uh, be that comforter that they need, Jesus. Uh, Oh, God, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Give us wisdom, oh, God. Give us knowledge, oh, God. Give us understanding, oh, God. Give us counsel, oh, Lord. Give us fear. Give us reverence and righteousness, oh, God. Oh, Lord, we need you tonight. We need you tonight. <clears throat> God us, oh, Lord. God us, Lord. God us again tonight, Jesus. God us uh, in this land, oh God. We look to you, God, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, oh Lord. We look to you for directions, oh God, in this time. We look to you, oh God. We wait on you. We patiently wait on you. We rest in the Lord. We wait on you, God. No matter how long it might take, God, we wait upon you, God, because your word tells me that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint, oh God. You tell us in your word, God, to be still. 
people and know that you are God, that you will be exalted in the land, that you will be exalted among the heathen, O oh God. I'm thankful, Lord God, that I can find rest in you, Lord God. I am thankful, Lord God, that you have given the promise, O oh God, to come unto you all day that are weary and heavy laden, and you will give us rest to take your yoke upon us and learn of you, for you are meek and lowly in heart, and we can find rest for our souls, for your yoke is easy and your burdens are light. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord, again today. I thank you, God, for your mercy. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your love upon us tonight, Jesus. And everyone, Lord, under the sound of my voice, O God, let them behold, let them feel your touch, O God, let them feel your power, let them feel your anointing, O God, touch them again tonight, Lord, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, I thank you, Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, again tonight, oh, I bless you, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise your wonderful name, Lord. Praise your wonderful name, O God. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Oh, Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there is something about that name. Oh, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Oh, Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim 
kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there is something about that name. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your wonderful name, Jesus. Thank you for the beautiful ashes, O oh God. The oil of joyful mourning, O oh God. The garments of praise for the spirits of heaviness that we might be called trees of righteousness. The planning of the Lord that you may be glorified. And I thank you tonight. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Uh, I thank you, Lord, again tonight, God. You are everything to us, and you're so much more, God. And I thank you, Lord, and I thank you again, Jesus, and I thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. There's something about the name of Jesus. There's something about that name tonight. Uh, wherever you are tonight, I don't know what you're facing, oh God, uh, but I feel right now if you would just raise your hands tonight uh, and reach out to him, oh God, uh, and to call upon his name. Uh, that he will meet that need that you have need of tonight. Uh, he will be a friend that will stick closer than a brother. He will be a comforter in your comfortless right now. He will help you through what you're facing right now. He can restore your strength. He can restore the troubled mind right now if you would just call upon his name. Maybe you're suffering in your body tonight. Would you just call upon him tonight? Uh, cast your cares upon him tonight. Uh, he careth for you tonight, my friend. He loves you more than you ever know. Hallelujah. He is stick closer than a brother tonight. Uh, hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God tonight. Uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. There was no song that deacons used to sing when I was in the AME church. It's called I Am Climbing Jacob's Ladder. Praise God. Amen. And I know you're climbing with me tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I am climbing Jacob's Ladder. I am Climbing Jacob's ladder, I am climbing Jacob's ladder, soldiers of the cross. Oh, I am climbing Jacob's ladder, I am climbing. Jacob's ladder, oh, I am climbing. Jacob's ladder, soldiers of the cross. Every rung goes higher and higher. Every rung goes 
higher and higher. Every rung goes higher and higher, O soldiers of the cross. Oh, I am climbing Jacob's ladder. I am climbing Jacob's ladder. I am climbing Jacob's ladder. Oh, soldiers of the cross. Oh, sinner, do you Love my Jesus, oh sinners, do you love my Jesus, oh sinner, do you love my Jesus, oh soldiers of the cross, I am. Climbing Jacob's ladder, I am climbing Jacob's ladder, I am climbing Jacob's ladder, O soldiers of the cross. Oh God, I thank you tonight uh, that every rung takes me a little higher, oh God. Uh, Every circumstance takes me a little higher, oh God. Every trial takes me a little higher, God. Uh, I see your face, oh God. Uh, One day, God, I will look upon your face. Uh, There the sink forever of your saving grace uh, on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares all pass uh, home at last ever to rejoice. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm excited about God and what he's doing. Amen. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we want to get right into our Bible study again tonight. Amen. We've been talking about compassion. Praise God. And Jude tells us in Jude verse 22, he says, amen, on some have compassion, make a difference, amen. And throughout scripture, we've already seen as we've been studying uh, this lesson that Jesus was always moved with compassion. And so, therefore, he went about, amen, to alleviate the suffering and the pain of the people, Amen. He came when Jesus, after he had been tempted uh, 40 days in the wilderness, uh, and he came out of the out of the wilderness, and he, as the Bible says, as his custom was, he went into the synagogue, and they handed him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he found that scripture, and he turned to it, and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken heart, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, uh, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Uh, 
And I see this as having compassion. Amen. Because people are suffering. People are going through things uh, in their lives right now. Paul says, if this gospel be hid, it is hid to them that is lost, and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ, amen, who is the image of God, should be revealed to them. Amen. So we have to have compassion, amen, in our hearts and in our minds uh, for the people and the things of those that we will come in contact with. Amen. And so last couple of weeks we was talking about having self-compassion. We've got to be able to see our own needs uh, and our own sufferings and become uh, able to alleviate ourselves or deliver ourselves from the things that we are going through. We have got to get to that point in our lives that we live the Word of God. The Word of God is designed to give us strength. Jesus says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. The Word of God is there for us. Amen. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 and 17, he says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions and righteousness, that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished uh, unto all good works, Second Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17. Amen. We have to realize that the Word of God is designed to give us strength, to teach us, to show us how we should live our lives so that we don't walk around depressed, so that we don't walk around downtrodden, so we don't walk around in fear. Amen. There's too many scriptures that tell us to fear not. I am with you. Be not dismayed. Amen. I am your God. I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my power or righteousness, saying, fear not. I will help you. We got a God who's always with us. Amen. We just got to get it in our psyche to realize what we need to do. The Apostle Paul told the church at Ephesus in the fifth chapter, he says, sing to yourselves psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Anytime you're feeling downtrodden, anytime you're feeling depressed, all you've got to do is get a old psalms or, or hymn of the old folks, say, amen, and begin to praise God and to begin to worship God. Because the Bible says, whoso often prays, glorifieth me, and to him that order his conversation aright, uh, will I show the salvation of God. We have to learn how to have some self-compassion on ourselves. There's going to be times that there's not going to be anybody there to pick you up. You've got to learn how to do it yourself. That's why God is giving you power. That's why he's giving you strength. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 1, 5, the gospel did not come in word only. It came with power. It came with the Holy Ghost. And it came with much assurance. Praise God. You've got all the power you need. You've got the Holy Ghost in you. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Man, knowing what you got and with much assurance, 
He's, he's already told you, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. So we, we need to make sure that we start having some self-compassion on ourselves. Get rid of our own problems. Work out your own problems. Matter of fact, Paul told the church, uh, uh, matter of fact, in, in uh, Philippians chapter 2, Amen. He says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. Work it out yourself. Get in the book. Study the book. Find time to search the scriptures. Amen. Jesus says in John 5, 39, 40, he says, search the scripture. For in them you think you have eternal life, and there are they which testify of me, but you won't come to me so that you can have life. See, I've got to have compassion on myself. I got to not sit around and let myself get into a pity party. See, uh, you know, I, I can't sit back. That's just not my nature. You know, I, I've seen too many scriptures uh, that has told me to lift up holy hands. I've seen too many scriptures that tells me to shout. I've seen too many scriptures tell me to dance. I, I've seen too many scriptures, uh, amen, that encourages me, amen, where my strength is, uh, amen, how to get out of my situation that I'm going through, amen. And so I've got to learn how to have self-compassion upon myself, amen, and at the same time, I cannot let anything thwart or prevent me from having self-compassion. Last week, we was talking about self-criticism. You know, people started criticizing themselves because they make a mistake or they look back 30, 40 years ago, things they made mistakes on and they're still carrying that weight on their back and they wonder why they're downtrodden. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. So if we are new creatures in Christ Jesus, then everything before I was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, none of that matters anymore. It's behind me. It's under the blood. That's why Paul says, amen, brother, I count myself not to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind. And I reach forth to those things are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God and Christ Jesus. In the third chapter of Colossians, Paul says, If you then been risen with Christ, seek those things above where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things on this earth, for you are dead. And your life is hid in Christ with God. Amen. We are in him. For in him, Paul says, we live, we move, we have our beings. Praise God. God is in us. So why am I going to criticize myself about something that I did in my past? Amen. I, I, I think the last time I checked, the Lord says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest. Uh, unto your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is a light. Uh, amen. Paul told the church at Rome in the eighth chapter, in the first verse, uh, he said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. If you walk in the flesh, 
you're going to criticize yourself. You walk in the flesh, you're going to be depressed. You walk in the flesh, you're going to be downtrodden. That is why Paul told the church at Galatia in the fifth chapter, amen, and the 16th verse, this I say then, walk in the spirit so you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. See, if you walk in the flesh, you're going to be critical of yourself. You're going to be critical of other people, and you're not going to try to help alleviate the suffering that people are going through, not only them, but not even yourself. You're not going to do anything to try to have compassion on yourself or compassion on others because you're being too critical. Amen. Stay with me. Praise God. Jesus says in John 3:17, here's condemnation. He says, light is come into the world. But men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. See, the world is going to condemn themselves. They're not going to show compassion. Amen. So we have to realize, amen, we don't want to be critical of ourselves. Praise God. So the other thing tonight, we want to move into a different realm here tonight. Amen. Another thing that prevent you, excuse me, from having self-compassion on yourself it's self-isolation. It's self-isolation. And self-isolation is the process or act of isolating or being isolated. Think about that. Amen. It's going into seclusion. And a lot of people does that. See? They are get into that secluded mode and they don't want to be around other people. It could be caused by, you know, like right now, you know, a lot of people are in secluded mode, you know, but you don't have to be in secluded mode just because you you have an order. Amen. That says, you know, that, that be in the house doesn't mean you got to stay in the house. <laughs> you, you know, you can go outside and fix your garden. You know, you, you can go outside and wave at your neighbors across the street. Uh, you can get on your cell phone and, and, and call your friends uh, and talk and check up on someone else and see how they're doing. Amen. There are so many things you can do to prevent isolation upon yourself. Because if you go into isolation, guess what? You're going to be depressed. You go into isolation, you're going to feel like there's no hope. Amen. But every child of God should realize the greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Amen. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of thee. Well, if you are there and Jesus is there, that means the majority is there. And so he's there. So you guys can have a, a Holy Ghost blowout together. In your house. Amen. You begin to praise God. You begin to magnify God. You begin to call out to the name of the Lord. Every day. Amen. Don't sit there and be depressed. Call somebody and encourage them in the Lord. Amen. Read a scripture to somebody that may not be able to get out of the nursing home. Or call somebody and just say, I'm going to pray with you. Amen. 
I would like to pray with you today. You don't have to go into a lot of dissertation or whatever, but it will help you, amen, to not be isolated. Praise God. Then that's what we need to do in our walk with God today. Amen. Let's look at uh, Genesis uh, chapter 19. Amen. Verse 1 through 4. Excuse me, First Kings, First Kings, First Kings chapter 19, not Genesis, First Kings. First Kings chapter 19, my mistake, forgive me. First Kings chapter 19, verse 1 through 4, I think it is here. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And with all how he had slain the prophets with the sword. Then he Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by the mar about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there, verse 4, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat on a juniper tree, and he requests for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord. Take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. Notice here. He went to have himself a pity party. He went into isolation. Amen. How can you go? From having a victory, amen, on the mountains of Mount Carmel, amen, where God's fire falls and consume the sacrifice and consume the earth and consume the altar and consume the water, amen. You're on cloud nine and then somebody threatened you, amen, and you go in isolation. You go into depression, amen. The, the, the early church did not do that. You see, this is why, you know, if people threaten you, that don't mean you need to go in isolation. Amen. Notice, when you look at Scripture, they went and called on the Lord. Amen. This thing with Elijah here is a story of an example for you and I that no matter how much we are threatened, amen, God is with us. Praise God. We need to not fear. Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed. Do you mean to tell me the God that just brought fire down from heaven a few days before, now you are afraid that somebody's going to take your life? Amen. If they were going to take your life or could have took your life, they'd have did it already. Amen. But you've got a God who with his angels is watching over you. Amen. Don't go into self-isolation. Look at Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, real quick here. Acts chapter 4. Starting at verse 16. Saying, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them and manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. 
but that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth no more, no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more, to you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was about 40 years old, of whom the miracle of healing was showed. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever they, thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold, they are threatened, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they might speak thy word by stretching forth thy hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Amen. They did not go into isolation because they was being threatened. Amen. They went to God in prayer. They called upon the name of the Lord. They felt the spirit and power of God descending upon them. Amen. They was excited. They found it worthy to be uh, uh, persecuted for the name of Christ. Amen. We've got to realize, amen, that no matter how we are threatened, no matter how we're going to be persecuted, God already told us that. Amen. So we might as well not go into isolation, but we need to find compassion upon ourselves. Amen. To alleviate the problems that we're going through, amen, and keep doing what God has asked us, us to do. We don't be like Elijah and get up on a juniper tree and start having a pity party. Woe is me. Oh, no, that's what the enemy of your soul desires. Uh, he wants you to go into a pity party. He wants you to feel bad about yourself. He don't want you to try to alleviate your problem and your circumstance and your situation. Amen. You need to make sure that you don't. Every child of God, amen, and every person should have at least one friend that you can call, that you can depend on. Amen. If you can't find one, guess what? I've got scripture for you. Jesus says, I called you friend. 
Amen. And he wants to be your friend. And the Bible says, he that will have friends must show himself friendly. And there's a friend that stick it closer than a brother. Amen. You have to show yourself friendly if you want to have a friend. Praise God. And the quickest way I have found to have friends and obtain friends uh, is to show compassion. Amen. To have compassion on people. To share. Amen. To help them to alleviate their suffering and what they're going through. But if you go into isolation, amen, and don't have compassion on yourself, you're not going to have compassion for anybody else. How are you going to help somebody else in a depressive state? How are you going to help somebody else in a suicidal state? Amen. That's not of the child of God. That is not of God. That's of the devil. Praise God. You need to realize who's inside of you. You need to realize what you have been given. Amen. The word of God is quick, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividers of under of soul and spirit, and joint and mire, and as discerner in the thought and the intents of our heart. Amen. We don't go into these isolations. That's no place for a child of God. Amen. The angel, when you keep reading Genesis chapter 19, the angel says, what are you doing here, Elijah? Oh, I was, I was jealous for the Lord. Really? Then why are you sitting out here isolated, wanting to die? Amen. Every child of God, should be excited and standing tall constantly for the things of God and the people of God. Amen. That's why Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, amen, verse 10 through 18. He says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the trick of the schemes of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day. And having done all you can do to stand, stand. Stand therefore, having your loins skirted about with truth, having on the breastplates of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Amen. For all saints, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. You, how are you going to watch being depressed? How are you going to watch being isolated? Amen. If the enemy can put you into isolation, he's going to defeat you. Amen. When you're going through something in your life and you start feeling like you're down, you feel like you're quitting, you need 
that, that there's no hope for you, you need to get back to the Word of God. That means you've lost focus. You have lost focus on who you are and what God has called you to do. You need to get your mind stayed upon Him. As Isaiah says in Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon Him because you trust in Him. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord Jehovah is an ever-saving strength. Praise God. Amen. Don't isolate yourself from the people and the things of God. Just because somebody might say something that you don't like, amen, check Jesus. It amazed me the number of people that get all depressed when somebody says something they don't like, you know, or they somebody talk about them or whatever, you know, in the world and treat them kind of wrong a little bit. They get all depressed and isolate themselves. That's not of God. Man, Jesus has already told you what's going to happen. You just need to read the book. Amen. It's, it's amazing to me the number of people say, oh, we read the book and we win. You go in isolation, you're not going to win. You're going to be lost. Because the enemy is going to destroy you right there in isolation. You need to learn how to pick yourself up. You need to learn how to be strong in the Lord. Amen. And in the power of His might. Don't go into some self-pity party. Amen. And don't take anybody in there with you. Because misery loves company. Amen. You've got to get yourself back to what you're supposed to do. Because as soon as you go into isolation, you're going to be critical of yourself. Nobody cares for me. Nobody likes me. Woe is me. You know, I'm the only one. No, my friend, you've got to stay in the things of God. Look at Genesis chapter 22 here. Amen. Genesis chapter 32. We know the story of Jacob. Amen. Jacob's life, when you, when you look at Jacob's life, you know, Jacob, he had a promise from God from the start. You know, before Jacob was even born, you know, it, the Lord told his mother, the, the elder shall serve the younger. You know, he had all kinds of precious promises from God. And when Jacob is leaving home to go stay with his uncle Laban because his brother Esau says he was going to kill him, amen, he ran Amen. His parents sent him away to go stay with his uncle Laban. But in Acts 20, I mean, Genesis 28, we see that Jacob has a dream and he sees a ladder from earth to heaven and the angels of God is descending and ascending. Amen. And God is at the top and God gives him a promise that where he lays, he's going to give him the land. He has this promise. So that let him know that God is going to bring him back. Jacob he raised up uh, and says, surely this is none other than the house of God, and this is the gateway to heaven. Amen. If the church is the house of God and the gateway to heaven, you've got it made if you're in the church. You're going to a better place. What better place to be than in the house of God? Amen. You don't isolate yourself in the house of God. 
Praise God. You stay in the house of God because this is where you learn how to get to heaven. This is the road. Amen. Jesus already told us that he's the church. Amen. Upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And no man can come unto the Father but by me. And Paul says in Ephesians 4.11, he gave some pastors and prophets and evangelists and, and apostles for the perfecting of the saints. I know I quoted that wrong. Amen. But we got to realize, amen, that we are in the church to go to heaven. Not to isolate yourself. You know, sitting in your room. Sitting on the outskirts. Man, the joyful place I've ever found is in the house of God. What does the psalmist says? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. My feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Amen. So Jacob here, he goes and he spends 20-something plus years with his Uncle Laban. God is blessing him over and over and over. He went down there with nothing. Now he comes out. He's got an entourage. He's got a big family. You know, he's got livestock. He's got everything. But what I see when I read the scripture of Jacob, he doesn't seem to have any joy. He doesn't seem to have any joy while he's there. God is blessing him over and over and over and over. You know, and then finally God comes to him and says, Jacob, I want you to go home. He summons his wives out into the field and says, you know, since I came here, you know, I, you know, God has blessed me. Your dad has changed my wages ten times. Yeah, you'd probably be a little depressed if somebody changed your way. <laughs> you know, gave you the wrong wife and everything else. You know, I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> you know, but but notice, he seems to be fearful and in a state of depression. He is so downtrodden and fearful. Because, and I think the reason might be Jacob knew the promise that God gave him back in Genesis 28. And he knew that someday God was going to bring him back. And someday he had to face his brother Esau. And when he left home, his brother says, excuse me, when my dad dies, I'm killing him. So to some degree, he was probably thinking about isolation. But Jacob realized God is here. God is still with me. God is being blessed in me. He still realized there's something within inside of him that the dream is still alive. And so he had to have some self-compassion to alleviate his suffering and what he was going through. And so you see in Genesis 32, he comes to the brook of Jabbok. It's here 
excuse me, that Jacob realizes once I cross this, there's no going back. So what does he do? He began to break his family up into two, you know, different groups. But he takes them across. And then the Bible tells us that Jacob got alone and there, excuse me, He got alone, and there, and there he wrestled with a man all night until the breaking of the day. And as the day is breaking, the man said to Jacob, let me go for the day breaking. And Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Amen. I will not let you go unless you bless me. And the angel said to him, what is your name? And he says, Jacob. He said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but you shall be called Israel. Amen. So as a prince is with God and with man. So Jacob is able, amen, to get away and have compassion on himself. And once he is delivered, he comes across that brook. And God has already made provision for Jacob against Esau. Amen. And we see that God brings Jacob back to the land that he promised him. Amen. But if Jacob would have went into isolation, if he would have started having, being critical of himself, amen, and not had self-compassion, he'd have never crossed that brook. He would have never got the promise that God had promised him. And that speaks to you and me. Amen. If we, amen, does not cross over and get keep going and not go into isolation, then we're not going to get the promise of God. God has promised us eternal life. But if we do not cross over, if we do not stay out of isolation, we're not going to make it. If we keep going into depression, if we keep looking back, if we keep going back, we're not going to get there. Amen. Paul, that's, that's what Paul says in Philippians 4. Amen. 14. I mean, 314. You know, I, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God and Christ Jesus. It would have been easy for Paul to go into isolation. It would have been easy, amen, for them to do that from all the things he suffered and all the things he went through. But the promise was more important to him. It would have been easy for David, amen, to go into isolation. Think about David, amen. Here he is, a young man, amen. He's anointed to be the king of Israel. And all he did was come down to the battlefield, obeying what his dad told him to do. Amen. Kills the giant. Then Saul gets jealous of him because some people are singing some songs. Amen. Did David go into isolation? No. Yes, he may have ran. Amen. Yes, he may have went into some caves, but he did not isolate himself. That's why he was always praying. That's why he was always worshiping. That's why he was always talking to God. 
Amen. That's why he says in Psalms 42, as the heart or as the deer pant for the water brook, so panic my soul at the thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Thy tear, my tears uh, has been my meat day and night. Why they continually say to me, where is thy God? Amen. David knew how to get a hold of God. Amen. From a young age. Uh, and Psalms 3, he says, Lord, how increase are they that trouble me? Many there be which rise up against me. Many there be which saith of my soul, there is no help for me in God. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are the glory and you are the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice uh, and he heard me out of his holy hills. I lay me down and I slept. I awake for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousand of people which have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Salvation belongeth unto you, and your blessings are upon your people. Amen. He did not go into isolation. He worshiped God. He praised God. He believed that God would deliver him, and that God would come through for him. Amen. And help him. Amen. To be alleviated from what he was going through. In his life. That's why he could write Psalms 23. And when he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When are we going to realize what's behind us? When are we going to realize what is behind us? David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs> amen. we got to realize, amen, who's on our side. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid. We just need to get in the habit of rejoicing, amen, when things come against us, not going to isolation. Because if we go into isolation, then we're not going to have compassion. We'll just see people out our window. We'll look out the window, see people going by, go out and say nothing to them, give them a word of encouragement, speak to them, get to know them a little bit. None of of that. Just don't know our neighbors, don't know... Our brothers and sisters, because we go into isolation. Amen. Peter says, you're a chosen generation. You're royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of him which has called you out of darkness to his marvelous light. We're his people and the sheep of his pasture. 
Amen. God is with us. God will help us, the Bible says. And that's right early. I can't go in isolation. Amen. I have to be excited about what God is doing and what God is leading and where God is taking me. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. We've got to have compassion on some. Have compassion. Make a difference. Purpose in your heart, my brothers and sisters. You're going to make a difference. There's going to be no more isolation on you. There's going to be no more criticizing your life. Amen. You are God's child. Amen. You are God's children. Amen. And what came with the Holy Ghost was joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the half has never yet been told. Amen. You got more strength than you know what to do with. You more got more laughter than you know what to do with. Uh, you got more wisdom than you know what to do with. Uh, amen. All you've got to do is just stir up the gift of the Holy Ghost that is in you. Amen. And allow God to use you for the purpose that he's called you for. Amen. And it will make a difference in your life and in the life of those that are around you. Amen. Paul says, let not every man look on his own things, but we need to look on the things of others. Amen. And if I go into isolation, I'm not going to do that. So let's have compassion on others. Amen. Praise God. Father, we praise you. Lord, we truly do thank you tonight, oh God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your guidance. Thank you for your directions, for leading us. And blessing us with your power and with your anointing, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. Bless your people and the sound of my voice tonight. Touch each and every heart, O God. Lift them up above the shadows, O God. Lift them up tonight, O God. Let them realize what is inside of them, O God. Let them realize that greater is he that is in them than he that is in this world, O God. Strengthen them in every area, God. We thank you this day in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Don't forget our Sunday services. We will be live streaming online. Nine o'clock, pray in your home. Join and pray with us. Amen. Nine thirty, our discipleship class. Amen. We're talking from First John. Amen. And then we have our worship service. Amen. You can follow us on Facebook at Calvary Apostolic Church, comma UPCI and CACLacrosse.org. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening, and we look forward to you joining with us again.